Welcome to the first episode of Post Baby Body Positive. I am your host, Adiro, and thank you for joining and listening. Today, we will be interviewing myself, and how the format works is the woman who is giving her statement in her story talks about who she was prior to pregnancy, during pregnancy, and post-pregnancy. So this episode is broken down into four lovely parts and you get to hear my story about pregnancy and how I am post. Um, So without further ado, let's get into it. Who was I prior to pregnancy? I was never the one who really thought much about having children, being married, the white picket fence, even as a little girl, I don't even think, I don't think I ever thought about it. Uh, I was a a tomboy, so I was always into just movement, moving around, being active, going places, traveling, never could sit down, that sort of thing. Um, And as I grew older and my friends were getting married and having babies, I was like, that's wonderful for you all. But I didn't look at it as it being in my line of things that I needed to do. I always was a bit indifferent to it. As I got older and out of college and grad school and things of that nature, I I said to myself, well, if a child gets past my barriers, then they really want to be here. And who am I to deny that spirit from being here? So... Essentially, that is exactly what happened with the birth of my son, Sire, who I absolutely adore. He is my best friend and the biggest pain in my arse that I have ever met in my entire life. But I wouldn't have it any other way. He is definitely his mother's child. Um, When I found out that I was pregnant with Sire, it was definitely a surprise. I was with his father for almost four years prior to splitting. And, you know, we, the father and myself, we worked together on various projects together, started a business together, that kind of thing. And I was always, I've always been a ninja. I've called myself like a ninja. Uh, I was like, I am not sharing genes with anybody. I just never wanted that type of commitment to anyone in my entire life. I, I didn't think I would like anybody that much to want to share genes with them. But nonetheless, it occurred. Uh, well, I found out I was pregnant. I took a test. I've always had just a very normal menstrual cycle, pretty, I could basically figure out like when exactly I my you know my period would come on I, I wasn't one of those people who had a irregular period or anything of that nature so when my period was late which it never ever really was unless I was very sick um I said okay let's go get a test and I went and got a test on my own and took the test and I saw those two lines and I'm looking at the lines I'm like what Are you sure maybe I need to wait a few more days and take the test, you know, because I'm like, how? Like, that's impossible. You guys, I even called my reader and asked her, like, do you see babies in my natal chart at all? She's like, no, there's, there's, I don't see any, I don't see any babies. I see like a delay with your period. And I'm like, what does a delay with my period mean? You're talking about a nine month delay or like nine days? She says, I can't really tell from the chart, but there does show like changes in your period. I said, okay. So I waited a few more days and then I took another test. Same thing. So, okay, we are pregnant. 
Okay. I was not excited. I was scared. I cried like a baby. Not necessarily tears of joy. In hindsight, as we all know, it's 2020. I realized that I was crying and very sad knowing that the life that I had was over uh, as I knew it. it. Not that that life was better or anything, but that stage in my life was over. And I, I feel now that I was mourning that loss that inevitably I knew would come because I didn't know what was to come outside of a baby and growing up I've always been around children I nannied I loved kids I had a lot of fun with them they're some of my favorite people even to this day I find them to be the most honest genuine beings on the planet and if everyone could be the child that they were I think the world would be an excellent place but alas the world gets to us and some of us lose our childlike attributes and spirit but I digress I was not excited and I was scared and I was mourning the loss of my life that from what I knew at that moment in time and I vacillated um I I remember contacting you know a lot of my female family members my mother my aunts and friends that I knew who had children and who had abortions and asking them you know given your experience, what would you do? And everyone, the older women were like, I, I regret it, you know, having an abortion. Uh, if I knew what I knew now, I just would have had my baby. But when you're younger, you're thinking of all these other things and that don't really matter as you get older. And you realize that maybe I should have went through that. And I'm like, okay, that's a good point. And I would ask the father of my child who I did definitely push away when I was pregnant because I felt as if a man could not really understand the impact of a pregnancy in a child. And I looked at pregnancy at that point as something that the women mainly experiences. And as I went through the process with him and I spoke to my midwife, you know, further down the line, she said men go through a lot emotionally as well when the woman that they're with are pregnant and is not given a lot of attention. And I am definitely guilty of of that. Uh, But, you know, you live and you learn if it were to ever happen again, which I highly doubt. But I've learned not never say never. (laughs) I highly doubt it's not in my plan, but neither was this one to have another child. I would definitely be more open and more inclusive and communicate what I was feeling more. But like I said, this was my very first time. I had never been accidentally pregnant. None of those things. Never had an abortion. Like I was a ninja. I was like Bruce Lee of not getting pregnant. And I was in long term relationships when I lived with the person, you know, like, but it did not. I was just very, very religious in terms of like protecting myself and not having any unplanned child. But that's what plans are as they say if you want to make god laugh tell him what your plans are so i find out that you know i'm pregnant and i'm asking all these people and they're giving me their feedback but i was so confused i literally had abortion appointments and midwife appointments 
like days apart from each other because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea. Like I felt in my heart of hearts when I think about it that I did want to, but I just didn't think that I would be able to care for an entire human being. I understood the weight of raising a child and that it's not just money. You know, I worked for the top 1% in New York City and I saw like billionaires, wives pulling their hair out, you know, dealing with children. And these are people who have staffs to help them raise a child. And my parents had daycares that they owned as I grew up. And so I understood what was required to raise a child. I knew I was way past the point of, oh, look at the little cute shoes and little cute outfits and things of that nature, which I do really enjoy, actually. Like, I love this part of being able to dress my child however I want to dress them and they don't say anything. Um, But nonetheless, I, I understood what was required on all levels, mental, emotional, physical, spiritually. I understood everything in that you had to give your whole self to this child in order to raise a decent human being that you would put out into the world that other people would have to deal with. So in knowing that, I was like, can I do that? Like, I didn't really feel, and I was 37 when I got pregnant, but I did, 36, I'm sorry. And I didn't really feel as if I was necessarily capable of, raising an an entire person and even though I had my own startup business raise money travel all over the world like very independent growing up love dancing going out having a good time going to the bars and not necessarily you know to meet men and all that kind of thing but just like to be out and socializing and getting the energy of the people that I'm around so I vacillated a lot for a good Uh, three weeks lots of arguments with the father of my son Um, but eventually we had a conversation the father of my son who I'll you know give him an alias is Mark Uh, Mark and myself had a conversation and he sat there and he said to me I and he's been through abortions he's had abortions with previous partners before and he said to me I don't think you will be okay if you have an abortion. So I don't think you should have an abortion. I think you should keep the child. And when I tell you, child, that is all I needed to hear. I am a very independent person, always have been, been raised that way. And I think naturally I'm that way. And my parents raised me that way. So obviously, like, I have a lot of independence in me. And with that, a lot of people don't necessarily see my vulnerabilities and when I'm not sure and when I need their help and when sometimes I want I don't want to make the decision. I want somebody else to just make this decision for me. I don't want that responsibility because I have a lot of responsibilities. Just generally speaking, I take on a lot of responsibilities, some that are not my own. But I was so relieved when finally, especially it coming from him, just literally said the black and white thing that I needed someone, ideally him to say. One of the few times he said the right thing. Um, But again, I digress. Um, So, yeah, once he said that, I made the decision that I would keep the child and keep my son and go through the process of having a baby. And so with me being sort of a hyper organized and needing to know as much information as possible, I started to 
research about the ways in which, you know, I would like to give childbirth. And I realized, or not that I realized, because I've always been sort of anti-hospital, even as a young girl. But I said, I am not going to have my child in the hospital. I hate hospitals. I hate the lighting. I hate the way they feel. They are definitely a necessary utility, but it's a place that if I have my choice, I don't want to voluntarily go there. So I decided after doing a bunch of research that I was going to have my son at home with a midwife in the water. And almost all of that did occur. You will hear more in the coming stories. But (laughs) I came to the conclusion that I would have a home birth with a midwife. The father of my Mark was right in alignment with it. He thought it was cool. He thought it was something that he's always wanted to do himself with his uh, first son. But it didn't work out that way, unfortunately. So he was he was definitely a big supporter in the way that, you know, I decided to birth. And that was my ultimate decision that I got so much flack on so much flack from family members but I stuck to my guns and I had my son at home thank you for listening and stay tuned for part two ciao welcome to episode two of my story this is your host Adiro Om of post baby body positive um and so yeah i left off you guys with my home birth and why um after i decided to do a home birth i realized you know you need a midwife you need a doula learned about the support team and all of those kinds of things found a doula who is great and we are still friends to this day she was amazing naratu hey boo um go call go holler at her for your doula needs she is so experienced and is amazing in navigating the dynamics with partners and the mother and just being there and being awesome um so my pregnancy was pretty great um in terms of between my son and myself uh he he grew no no problems at all um I gained weight like I said I was always slim and I was very happy to gain weight because um I've always been a slim gym but I've been a slim gym with a big booty so my little butt got cute got nice and round and bigger and um I just I gained weight well very evenly um people you know would say wouldn't know I was pregnant the the basketball belly all those sorts of things so I definitely enjoy pregnancy he didn't slow me down at all I would be on four-wheelers racing I did race car driving with like BMW um I danced because I like I said former dancer so I still would go out and party and dance and rock out to four in the morning it's probably why my son now you guys he is like off the hook in terms of energy and partying the kid can party it is definitely genetics genetics are amazing um so yeah my pregnancy was beautiful um I had a wonderful time being pregnant uh 
I would talk to my son. I would read to him. He would react to my voice. It was like all the things that you read about and like, and you see in the Hollywood movies about like a wonderful, beautiful pregnancy. It really was. I was like spiritually in tune with him and myself. It was great. It was wonderful. Like I tell people all the time, like the raising part, I'm like, Lord, somebody help me. But the birthing part, like I would totally like be a surrogate for somebody. I swear. Like it was just amazing. Um, I had a really good pregnancy and I felt really good. Only thing he did give me, you guys, though, is he gave me horrible skin. Like, my skin was beautiful. Like, no shade. No, you know, he was, my skin was wonderful. Perfect, flawless, chocolate, think Lupita Nyong'o type skin. We're the same tribe, so, you know, had to shout her out. Um, The Luo tribe of Kenya, but I have beautiful skin always have it's been like it's one of my things that i really like about myself and when i tell y'all this boy made me look like i was a 13 year old boy who eats pizza like pepperoni all day chow on this brown face with these talk about hyperpigmentation and you can't take anything i couldn't go to the daggone dermatologist to get the things that i needed and that i wanted to make sure that the pimples would go away because you know you're pregnant and everything can harm the baby so i'm just walking around looking ugly Oh, gosh. But I I managed to somehow pull a modeling shoe, which was cool for Aileen designers um, being pregnant uh, with the father of my son also in the shoot. But it was that was the only bad thing in which it was kind of salty because I was always tell him, like, you better be freaking gorgeous the way you're making your mother look right now, because this is not even fair. And he is an adorable little boy. So he he always listened to me um, when he was in the belly. He was wonderful. Like, I would tell him, like, just work with me, sire, or like, just come on, boo. Just don't make sure you you stay there to this time. I don't want you to be this. I you know I, I was like I don't want you to be a Gemini because my mother's a Gemini. And we don't get along all the time. <laughs> so I actually you know he was a wonderful. He was it was really the easiest pregnancy like ever. My doula would say she's like you are having an amazing pregnancy. Like I really did. And this is not to discredit anyone who didn't have an amazing pregnancy. And don't feel bad if you didn't. I'm just telling you my story. Um, so yeah, the, the the pregnancy was great. Now, on the other hand, the relationship with the father, I cannot give all those wonderful superlatives credited to that. Um, that was definitely a roller coaster. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, like in the beginning, like I said, you guys, in part one, I vacillated a lot. Um, I was very unsure about what to do. I, you know, I was definitely accepting the change to get to this next level in life, which is what my mother also told me. She's like, it's just another stage in life. You're on to the next level. I've mastered doing myself. Um, so fi- fair enough. Push me to the next level. Let's go to the next level. Um, but in the, I, like I said, I, I withdrew a lot. Um, from him because I just didn't feel as though he would understand what I was going through as a woman in terms of making the decision. And so that, that, you know, that caused conflict. Uh, we were in therapy, couples therapy at the time, um, that I found out I was pregnant, um, to learn how to better communicate with each other, um, in ways that the other could hear, you know, couples therapy stuff, pretty standard. Um, however, um, throughout the pregnancy, it became it was roller coaster it was up down up down up down with him um i think there was fear on his side with caveat just let me just precursor right here is we are not together um so this is like during the time of 
like I'm stating the pregnancy. But I think there was fear involved. He had one son who was older from a different, um, you know, relationship that he was in for a little while as well. And um, I just think it was fear, not necessarily in the, you know, the strongest financial position in his life. Um, We were working on a startup together. So I just think there was a lot of fear and things of that nature as it relates to him. But uh, and lack of. Uh, ability to manage emotions so I did experience throughout my pregnancy three times you know aspects of domestic violence not ashamed of it um just letting people know what I experienced through my you know through my time being pregnant that was the only downside uh really unawesome but in the in the mind space of a pregnant woman um I did stay with the father because I am a really empathetic person sometimes a detriment and I understood where the anger and things and this person always you know had anger problems and so on and so forth um prior to me being pregnant I would tell him um and I would mention this in therapy like you need to the way he handled his anger I just found it to be a bit explosive um so you know I And finding out um, and experiencing that while pregnant, it was hurtful. But at the same time, like I said, I was so hyper-focused on making sure that I transferred like positivity and love and just protection to my child. So like when his father hit me, he hit uh, hit me three times throughout the 10 months that I was pregnant. Yes, my son came after the due date. But um, But each time I was attacked... Um, or hit, I would just say a little prayer to my child to make sure that I didn't, you know, transfer that it didn't trigger him to abort or anything. Because at that point, it was like, I want my son, you know, I was looking for it. I was enjoying the experience. I um, mean, in this, these, these three times were just like in the beginning, sort of like after the first trimester in the middle, and then twice in the middle of the second trimester. Um, not, not, that didn't happen in the third trimester because by the time the third trimester came around, I was like, dude, whatever, go that way and I will do this by myself. <laughs> so, um, because it just, I wasn't allowing anyone to like hurt my child. Um, be that as it may, um, I did experience domestic violence and I, you know, and I stayed with the father, um, during that time, um, and, but it was fine in that. I definitely learned a lot about myself. Uh, I learned a lot about how I was, you know, moving differently um, in life and how I was being, you know, taken to that next level of my womanhood and seeing, like, knowing, noticing things about myself, whereas things that I tolerated before, I wasn't. I had zero tolerance for um, going forward with my child because I'm thinking about my lovely child. Um, so yeah, that that was my experience with domestic violence. I was still working. I was still doing my businesses. I was still doing all those things, but I did have emotional turmoil um, with 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 my partner at the time um, in the caring of my son. But as I said before, Sire was amazing, and he's still amazing, and I can't wait to tell you guys about his birth
So welcome to part three of my story. I'm Adira Miwo, host of Post Baby Body Positive. So let's get into it. So after, like I stated, I did experience domestic violence um, in my relationship with my son's father while I was pregnant. But moving forward, you know, being pregnant and doing this for the first time, I still wanted him to be a part of the process because I had never done it. We were bringing an entire life in this world together. He was very instrumental in helping me decide to keep my son. Um, And despite our roller coaster and some of the three times that he put his hands on me, I just had, I was like, you know, get some help and, you know, we can figure this out. Trying to because I I was raised in a two-parent healthy home and I just wanted my son to have that experience but you know sometimes things don't work out that way and that's fine you know that's not my son's path (laughs) his path's a bit different um so you know to that point my son's father was still around um so my son was due June 22nd 2019 he did not come on June 22nd came three days later Um, A funny story was when I was uh, about two weeks out from my due date, you know, I got selected to pitch in Colorado. I I was living in New York in Brooklyn and I'm like, I'm going. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so I went to Colorado on a plane, all these months pregnant. But luckily, since I carried so well, they let me on the plane. They didn't think I was as far along as what I was. Um, and I had a little prep talk with Sire, like, listen, little boy, don't try and make your debut. Mama got to do this thing. After mama does this thing, you can come on out. But till mama does the thing, stay put, stay calm, work with me. He listened. But on the way back, I felt like on the plane, actually, I w- and this is just Sire being his little smart alecky self. But um, I felt like a little, you know, push or whatever. I'm like, what the hell? Boy, I told you to stay inside. We don't have time for this. We are on an airplane. I'm not trying to have you on this airplane, all these people. And so, but got off the airplane, called called on my family members, and I was walking back home from getting a smoothie in my local area, and um, area smoothie shop. And um, I told him, like, oh, I think I might be going into labor. I never really felt this before. I called my midwife. She was like, you know, just observe. Okay, no problem. Um, so all my family, I had so many family members come. My mom, my aunt, two aunts, my cousin, my son's father, his brother, my, um, my, son's, my son's grandmother on his, on his father's side, his paternal grandmother. Everyone came. Child, 52 fake out. He did not come. So what I researched later on, realizing that, um, you know, you can go into kind of like a pre-labor, pre-contractions for like a long time before the actual real labor starts. And that is basically what my wife told me as well. So that's what I experienced for like two weeks, like these off and on, like random, just like little contractions or what have you for two weeks. Fast forward and I was still going out dancing, going to the parties and all those things. So fast forward to June 24th, I wake up at 6.45 a.m. I'm feeling it and I'm like, oh, okay, you're coming today. No problem. We got this. But it still wasn't really an intense experience. Like it was the pain wasn't even really 
worse than just my regular cramps. And granted, I don't not want to get cramps all the time. Um, and I only get them for like the first day of my of my cycle. However, like when I get them, the, the pain I feel with that is worse than the pain that I felt when I initially started going into labor. Now, full disclosure, I do have a high tolerance for pain. So for anyone who has not had babies or for anyone who has had a lot of babies and you thought you were going to lose your mind, you're probably totally normal. I'm just a freak of nature and I have a high tolerance for pain. So don't worry about that. Um, So yeah, that day I called my son's father, I called my family members and I ended up having two cousins. We're going to name him Mark. Mark, that's my son's father's alias. And um, my doula came through, Naratu, hey boo, (laughs) Um, came through and it was a wonderful like experience. There was laughing, we were watching Dave Chappelle, Um, they gave me food, I was getting massages and stretched by my son's father every time I had a contraction because as as the night went on, um, obviously they got a bit more intense, but initially I would say from 6.45 in the morning, I was able to like do work and do everything really um, until about 9, 9.30. They were pretty cool and they were actually kind of like nice, like because you felt the little bit of the, you know, just the intensity and then it would come down. It would be like, <sighs> it's kind of like that feeling when you've like had to go to the bathroom like forever like when you have to tinkle and then you finally get to the bathroom and like the gas station or wherever like the rest stop and you like pee and you're just like ah <laughs> that's kind of like how it felt like a very like relaxing accomplished feeling um my my contraction started getting pretty bad around like 9 30 when it was like okay this is this is interesting. This is okay. We're moving out of the cute realm. We're into a little bit of ugly, you know, philosophically speaking, in terms of how it was making me feel and the type of pain. But like as my doula would say, it was pain with a purpose, so it made it a lot easier to deal with. Um, just you know, heads up. Uh, around eleven thirty, it was like okay, I think I might die. I don't know. It wasn't even really that. It was more so along the lines of um, why I'm, I'm tired and I still have to push. And and no one told me that it feels like the baby's going to come out of your butt. So then I'm like kind of like freaking out. Like, is this baby going to be born out of butt? No, like I should have known about this. You know, like I was not expecting that pressure on my, you know, anal muscles and all that thing so it was a time eleven thirty, you know moaning and everything but still but when it was time to go child he was born around three something in the morning two pushes boy came right out he was quiet um they were worried that he wasn't and I said no that I was thinking to myself like you know this boy is fine but you know the the midwife slapped him around a little bit and he made that little ant okay I'm alive and my son was born and it was an amazing experience like um i couldn't believe that i did that like i was like wait what did i just push out an entire human out of my body like 
Even to this day, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Like, what? Because I always thought that I would be the one who would be, like, uncomfortable in pregnancy and hate being pregnant because the kid would do all this stuff. And none of that happened. Like, I really, really enjoyed my pregnancy, you guys. Like, I was all about my pregnancy. And it was just an amazing like i i was just like floored like oh my god this human is here like what am i going to do now um but yeah that was my birth story and it was it was great um fell asleep and you know baby latched really well and everyone was there and it was a it was a really beautiful experience Welcome to part four of my story. This is your host, Adiro Miwo of Post Baby Body Positive. So we ended off the last episode of my son being born and he was born. It was amazing, as I stated previously. And what I would like really to talk about in terms of my post baby Uh, body experience is that no one tells you uh, really about the fourth trimester and as someone who was always very athletic always moving around doing anything and everything for my body just to be in motion dancing walking running uh, training for triathlons and all of those things obviously I did not have a body image problem um I've always had a six-pack just from all the sports and things that I did and I am naturally slim um Kenyan descent so tall slim tall slim on this on this end so when I had my son I was very actually happy that I gained the amount of weight that I did because I carried it really well so I realized I was like oh I could be like 160 and still like look awesome um I started out at 130 got all the way up to 175 and obviously after I had my son a lot of the weight dropped but like my butt was looking amazing you guys and my boobs were looking awesome and I was just like this is awesome the only thing I did not like about the post pregnancy was just the skin um so but with that I did not know how difficult like it is to, you know, bear a child and the essential trauma that a woman's body goes through to grow and birth a child. And in my ignorance, I was getting tired after having my son of being in the house and it was only day four. But as I stated, I was a very active out and about person. I am a very active out and about person. So I told myself, I'm going to go take a walk to Target. It's a funny story. And Target was about a mile away from me on Flatbush Avenue. And I told my cousins who were there helping me, you watch the baby. I'm going to just take a walk to Target to get, I don't know, I think I was getting wipes and like something really random like ice cream. And so I took a walk there and on the way back and I made it there, what have you. And then on the way back, I literally like could not, I could barely walk. And I, the wipes felt as if I was carrying a Mack truck. Like I'm like looking at the wipes, like these are the heaviest wipes in the history of wipes. And 
I'm walking and it's the summertime, mind you, and I'm just like, I'm not going to make it. I am not going to make it to the house. Luckily, I made it, but I did not think I was going to make it. And when I got back in and mind you, my little cousins are in their early 20s and I'm 38 when I 37 when I had my son. And they're like, Adira, you literally just birthed a child. Why did you think you could do that? I said, I don't know. I just thought I felt fine. I felt good in my apartment. I'm good to go. Not quite. Not quite good to go. So my problem with <laughs> my problem with after having a child was I gained a great amount of weight. I looked fine. But I also breastfed and with breastfeeding for some women like myself, it definitely helps shrink the uterus back down to its normal size very quickly. And my son has always been an eater in utero, outside of utero to this day. He eats like he's about 10 years old. I'm not exaggerating. Two pancakes, a full egg, applesauce and a banana at breakfast. One years old. So my son was an eater and I definitely decreased my belly fat quickly, but I also decreased all of my body weight quickly because he just constantly was eating and I did not understand how much more that I needed to eat to keep up my weight. So within the first three months, I got all the way down to 108 pounds. I was so small, I could feel how light I was. Literally just 108 pounds. And I said, what the hell? And I'm breastfeeding. And I could just, I would look at my body and be like, what the, f you know, like what is going on? Like I was pregnant, like I have a new baby. Why am I looking like I am dying like just really really small and I just felt I was not comfortable with my body I was not comfortable about how, about how I looked so I, I started you know researching all these things and I signed up with like with these uh 30-day transformation team and paid $300 to gain weight and it was working right and eating like six meals a day high protein really bland boring meals but it was working like constantly eating a bunch of food that was very healthy for me but boring um and i gained i started to gain the weight back and in the middle of this process i remember reaching out to another cousin who's really into fitness and i was telling him what i was doing and he goes to me he says daryl you know that you're always going to have to do that if you gain the weight that you want to gain like get up to 145 150 and i said Oh, wait, really? I am not trying to eat six meals a day eating this food. Like, it is just not that serious for me. Not at all. <laughs> not in the slightest bit of the imagination. So I, so I sat back and I said, okay, maybe I will just like, I will just eat healthy. You know, I'll eat healthy. I'll make a concerted effort to eat three meals a day. At least try and get in four. Definitely not doing the six. And something happened. I don't know what it was exactly. I think it may be the pandemic. But once the pandemic began, um, I came, we were back from, my son and I went to Tanzania, Zanzibar. 
And when I came back and the pandemic happened and we were quarantined and I left New York, I just suddenly didn't, I was more concerned just about my health and not necessarily so concerned about my weight. And my son wasn't eating, he was still eating a lot, but he was eating food and boob. And I somehow just stopped caring that my body wasn't what it used to be. I just didn't care. I I had faith that once my, once I stopped breastfeeding, that my weight would get back to my normal size. And that's what everyone who breastfed for a long time told me. Like, you're, you'll, you're one of the ones that lose weight really fast and but it's okay your body will regulate after your son decreases his breastfeeding and it it will go back up and it has um but i did have issues with the looseness of my skin because as i stated i always had a six pack and and even though the breastfeeding made it go down it's not my stomach is not what it used to be I still have a six pack, but I can feel the difference in my skin. And as I stated previously, I'm a skin girl. Like I've always had beautiful skin. So to feel the looseness of skin definitely took me a good year to get used to. Um, And I started this podcast because I was dancing around naked in my bathroom and I noticed myself and I snapped a selfie And I really liked what I saw. I saw a body of a woman who was able to birth an entire human that carried it. And I felt really magical in that moment. And that's why I wanted to do post baby body positive because I felt as if a lot of women don't get to celebrate their their marks of love because that's what it is when you birth a child. It's is pure love and it should be celebrated and that body should be honored and all the phases of the process one is not better than the other but in society a lot of attention is paid to the pre-baby and during baby in utero and then women feel horrible post-baby meanwhile you've birthed a whole human and you're not giving any forgiveness or space to be with that body and to love it and to honor it to see look what it just did you're birthing humanity so I hope you guys enjoyed my story I'm looking forward to hearing about other women's stories and other women's triumphs and just celebrating our post-baby body positive lives thanks for listening bye